It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. Tonight's guest is going to be sharing some juicy, exclusive details with us about Bravo TV's The Single Project, which she was a cast member on. She's also a doctor in dermatology from the Soho area in New York City with her very own skin line, and she's the co-founder of Mingler, a matchmaking app with a little bit of culture. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tabison Mir. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> How are you? I'm kind of excited to get started. I feel like I have a lot to live up to right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we get started, go ahead and give everyone out, give your website out and your social media so people can keep up with you. Absolutely. Um, my website is drtabasummere.com, and my Twitter is at tabasum. A-B-A-S-U-M, and that's the same as my Instagram, and I'm not on Facebook right now. Okay, awesome, awesome. So how did you get casted for the Singles Project? I was in my office on a regular day seeing patients, and I got a call from Bravo, and I really thought it was um, a prank call. And <laughs> I, very fast forward a year later, it was far from it. It was very much not a prank call. Cool. That's awesome. So before the Singles Project on Bravo, what was your dating experiences like? You know, I had a, I had a lot of uh, experience dating in New York City, but I kind of never really thought I wanted to get married, have kids. That was never really something I thought about too hard. It was always about my career. It was always about business and building my career, making my own money. So I kind of didn't really pick the best guys. I really just went and looked. Strictly, yeah. Because I wasn't, I really wasn't thinking about marrying these guys, and I picked a lot of bad boys. I still like the bad boys, but you know, I want them to have a heart too. Right, right. As a coach to high performance clients, I talk a lot with my clients about balance. You know, career, family goals. Do you feel like you did spend the majority of your life focused on your career? Yeah, if if I didn't spend it necessarily, yes, I did. However, I also didn't spend it paying attention to building a family. So definitely more about being social, being with my friends, and then building a career. It wasn't at all. I suddenly realized this guy really just wants to have sex with me. Mm. Do I stay? Do I go? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get the car for this. They keep wanting to leave. There's a decision that needs to be made. I am not going to get physical unless I know that I'm a monogamous one person. That's your final answer. Yeah. Okay. What was the deal with that guy? (laughs) What Um, was the deal with that guy? He was good looking, but he seemed kind of creepy. And I've been dying to talk to you on the show. Was it like 
uncomfortable behind the scenes or like the footage that we didn't get to see? It, it was really uncomfortable for me. See, what what they what you didn't know about him is he. I was trying to get away from guys like him. Like he was a flashy, and I talked about this in the beginning of the whole episode of the series that you know the young guy who's a model slash actor slash real estate agent, and that's exactly what he was. He he quit modeling, um, and just started his real estate business, and. I um, really was trying to get away from guys like that. I wasn't that serious about settling down. And next thing I know, I'm in this apartment in New Jersey, 55 <laughs> miles outside of the city. It took me two hours to get there, and all I wanted to do was get back into my Uber car and get home. I did not yeah. want to stay there. Yeah. Did you? You had quite a few dates with him, though. How many dates? You went on a couple, like several dates with him, though, didn't you? Yeah, I went on three dates with him, but it really, it really uh, became very clear very quickly what exactly he wanted. I think the first date I had with him, I had a nice time because, um, because I had such a bad experience, like such bad luck. My first three dates were just snoozeville. Okay, you know, this and was oh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so he cooks for you, and he cooks you, cooks you mussels, and you were under the impression that it was, like, supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was his idea to cook mussels, and I'm sitting there eating the mussels thinking, yeah, this is not kicking in. I'm really still not wanting to be here, you know, so it was definitely... All right, Patterson. Well, obviously, before, you're a very beautiful, attractive woman, and I'm sure you've had some great sexual relationships. What has it taken in the past to get some good good from you? <laughs> I mean, is that always been, that again? has it always been just monogamous relationships for you that you've been, you know, sexually active in, or have you had experiences and then later in life you decided that you just wanted to stick to monogamy? I'm actually, you know, the thing is if I wanted to go on a TV show just for to have, like, sex with every guy that's on there, I wouldn't do it on national television. I can do that all by myself. All of us can do that. Right. I was trying to do this to actually find somebody, find someone who has quality, and I figured if I'm dating this person in front of America, they're going to put their best foot forward and maybe yeah. give effort to it because I made my intentions very clear that wherever it is I had come from and whatever it is I've done in the past, I was trying to not do that, and that's why I was totally shocked when I was put in the same exact position of, you know, being in a position with a guy that doesn't want anything serious, just wants to have fun. And I was actually kind of surprised that he was continuing that pattern, even though he knew that's not what I wanted. I was very clear with him from the start. Right. And I want to applaud you for that because it's something that we talk a lot about on the show about how to keep and, you know, stay in a monogamous relationship and keep it exciting and, um, you know, the risks of being promiscuous and the STDs and all of the things that come along with being, you know, promiscuous and not being in a monogamous relationship. And also it's, you know, it's out there that I'm the same way. Like I'm a total freak, but I have to be in a monogamous relationship because I want to enjoy that person. Person and know that it's safe. So when I saw that on the show, it was just like, I'm so proud of you because there's not a lot of people like that out there anymore that are willing to really wait and 
stick to, you know, hey, I'm not going to be sexually active unless I'm in a monogamous relationship. And so good for you. Very good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what we've done in the past. If we want to make a change and we want to make a difference, you just stick to your guns. I had a lot of women who really respected that because they've all been in that position too. Yeah. So, but when you are in a monogamous relationship, how important is good sex? to you is that an important factor or is it more of the because it's really hard to find everything in one package obviously I think that I am um, not kidding when I tell you it's all about everything it's not just one dimensional sex 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 right it's about it's about feeling comfortable it's about being intellectually stimulated it's about having your needs met all from the get-go. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine last night who's been dating her boyfriend for, you know, several years now, and they haven't had any kind of intimacy in months. And I think that that's a huge problem. Um, yeah. So you need it. It needs to be good. It needs to be great. But it needs to be more than that. Like the kissing, the hand-holding, the affection, you know, the stares across the room from each other, all right. of that means so much more. And obviously... Yeah, I- I think what you said for women, you know, who are educated, um, especially, you know, I mean, intelligent conversation is so important to be mentally stimulated, sexually stimulated, spiritually stimulated, emotionally stimulated. And it is all about those uh, connections. And it is hard to find um, that kind of connection in one person. And I guess that's why you're on the show, you know, because you're still kind of, you know, looking for that everything, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and Actually, um, when you showed up <laughs> on the Today Show set and they revealed yeah. the two guys that they picked for oh, you, yeah, were you disappointed? I was so disappointed. Imagine. Yeah. I was I disappointed for you when oh, I saw them. I, I was like, what? Yeah. I just, I just couldn't believe what was happening. You know, like I go to every restaurant. I've gone to nightclubs. I've gone to bars. I've gone to events. And I don't get, you know, don't always meet a good, you know, nice quality guy. You get on the Today Show, you're, you know, you've got Kathy Lee and Hoda pulling for you. You're thinking, you know, there's going to be somebody out there that they have some pull to pull in. But I don't know. I think that the casting part of this was a lot more difficult than I anticipated it would be, like the bringing in of the dates. Right. Because it takes a lot of guts to be able to get on television and date on television. Um, and I think that that was really a limiting factor. A lot of guys were very eligible, wanted to, but they just couldn't get them on. Um, yeah. I can only I can only chalk it up to that because, I mean, for God's sake, it's Kathy Lee and Hoda. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what are they thinking? These guys are, like, so not even in her. You know, I just – they were nowhere near in your league as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so on – I would never do that to you, baby. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Anyway, so on the show you have this revealing of your age that happens, and they make it seem like you have some kind of personal – Conviction that you should only date guys that are your age or older. I don't know if it was editing or what. But don't you think no, that's, that's kind of like, I mean, is that how you really feel? I have such a problem with that because it got to the point where um, I, I remember I got so fed up with this whole thing because I, I said to everybody, I'm like, it's such a double standard. Like, yeah. I have to, I, I am told I've got to date men who are age appropriate. However, age appropriate, what the hell does that mean? Like, it's bullshit. How is that okay now? 
Yeah, yeah, it's total bullshit. It's so common now. I mean, like, I date guys that are 10 years younger than me, and I love it. And every time I date a guy that's older than me, it just seems like they have so much baggage that I like the guys that are intelligent and they're, you know, and they're going somewhere and they're driven and they're successful. And I just connect better. It keeps me younger. My mom's married to a guy that's a year and a half younger than me, and they've been together for years. They have two children together. I mean, my father passed away when I was young. I've seen very successful relationships where the woman is older than the man and you look so young for your age and you're so vibrant anyway I don't I think that's bullshit I think that you should you know be more focused on the connection and the person because you could take a 30 year old guy or a 35 year old guy and he could be way more mature than a 45 year old guy it just depends on the person you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah, completely. Exactly. And the thing is, the thing is, I was just sort of like uh, an aside. You know, in in my day to day life, I don't lie to guys about my age. It just was a television show. It was supposed to be. Tabitha Samir, thirty four. You know, it wasn't. I didn't realize they're gonna have such a huge focus on the age. And on a day to day basis, I'm always dating men of every age, usually younger. But um, all of a sudden, I was pigeoned into this position where it had to be age appropriate. And I thought it's such a double standard because men are never told that. And exactly. Why yeah. all of a sudden do I have to date men who are age appropriate when I should? You don't. Be you don't. You should definitely. Yeah. You should definitely just date whoever you have a connection with. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, Tavison is going to share some exclusive information with us about what happened after the finale. Are you a leader in your industry? A high-performance male on the cutting edge of business, sports, or entertainment with no one you can trust to talk to about relationships, financial, or career issues? Dr. Zoe has been a confidant to men just like you for over a decade. Get this secret weapon in your corner and become one of her VIP clients today. Go to catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Or call 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. That's 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. Okay, we are talking to Dr. Tavison Mir from Bravo's The Singles Project. And Tavison, on the season finale, it was actually your birthday party, and you yeah. had this British guy with you that you had been on a date with. I guess you guys went on a carriage ride and stuff. So what ended up happening between you and this Brit after the show? You know, I thought I had a really great time on my date with him. The carriage ride was really lovely. I invited him to my birthday. I think that that whole experience was really overwhelming for him, and I can't blame him because he doesn't know me. He's met me one time before, and all of a sudden I'm inviting him to this huge, you know, 41st (laughs) birthday party, and I really barely got a chance to talk to him, and I think it freaked him out a lot. Um, and I don't blame him. And I, I, as nice and as sweet as he was, I'm just so tired of dating at that point. I needed a break to process everything that had been happening to me over the past six weeks. It's like I was given this amazing opportunity, this amazing gift, and he just didn't fit into the mold um, coming out because I came out a very different person than I started, and I just didn't feel like pursuing a relationship with him. You know, I know yeah. it sounds crazy, but I felt towards that end, that last week, we were giving it our all. It had been such an emotional roller coaster. And then he comes in, we have a great date, 
we did meet afterwards um, off camera, and there just wasn't anything in common between the two of us. Um, yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, all of the glitz and glamour in the world, you can't find a common ground between the two of you. It's, there's nothing to pursue. Right, exactly, exactly. So do you ever feel, like, pressure from society or your family that you haven't gotten married or had kids yet? I don't think they pressure me any more than I feel the pressure on myself. I think that there are moments when I was growing up where they might have asked me things, and I think they they kind of stopped. I think that if anyone gives anyone pressure, it's me on myself. Um, But I also believe that things are going to happen the way they're supposed to happen. Right. And I I think that finishing the show, I just want it to organically happen. You know, being set up, to me, makes my stomach turn because it's happened to me for the past three months with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just want it to be organic. If I've got somebody out there, a friend of mine who wants to set me up, they shouldn't tell me that they're going to set me up. They should just have a dinner party, invite whomever it is they think I want to meet, have them sit next to me, and let it organically happen because, it's, you know, it starts to feel really like a chore. Right. Um, Let's listen to this you know. quick clip from you on the show on Bravo's The, Single Pro- the Singles Project. Have you thought about children? I've already frozen my eggs, so I'm good. Okay. You know, I'm a doctor. I thought about those things ahead of time, so I kind of decided a few years ago that that's what I was going to do. It's insurance. Okay. So, as you mentioned on the show there, you decided to have your eggs frozen. So, Tavison, this is like a really hot topic right now, becoming more and more popular with female professionals. Even some major corporations have recently said they're willing to pay for the procedure for their female, you know, workers. What would you say to some of these women who are pursuing their career about the option of freezing their eggs? I can only tell you that it is not easy. It's not a decision you take lightly. And even after you decide to do it, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, You have to make the decision to do it and then do it. Just because you have your eyes frozen doesn't mean anything other than you've invested in your future reproductive health, your reproductive self. Um, It doesn't mean that those eggs are going to work. It doesn't mean you can't get pregnant by yourself. There's a lot of obviously variables to those eggs becoming something, you know, the children, but at least you've taken the time to invest in your future reproductive self. And um, go in with your eyes wide open, but if it's something that you're thinking about, find someone, talk to them, you know, physician, and, and, and really learn more about it. It's highly personal, and I can't give you a one-size-fits-all. I don't regret it at all. I'm very happy I did it. Um, no questions right. about that. So tell me about this app that you co-founded, Mingler. And for everyone listening, it's M-I-N-G-L-R-R, so you can download it. Tell me about the app. So my brother-in-law and I, my brother-in-law and my sister used to do, like, these little parties for friends, and they have a lot of single friends. They live in the northern Virginia area, and they're female friends would tell me, tell them, oh, do you know any guys then, you know, for, for kind of meeting? And these are little parties, little mixers, and it just got a little bit overwhelming because they would get 10 people that would RSVP and 50 would show up. So <laughs> we decided, yeah, because, you know, there are a lot more people out there looking than there are, you know, you realize. Oh, yeah, and definitely. 
they decided, we decided literally one night, I said, you know, why don't we make an, a matchmaking app? And it's based on your location and based on your culture and your religion because, you know, there's a Christian mingle, there's a J-date, there's all these different things. There isn't really one for, like, you know, um, a Hindu person from India or a Muslim person from Syria or a, you know, a Buddhist or a Jain or, or even, you know, right. uh, somebody in Israel who's Muslim who doesn't have anybody around them, that sort of thing. Right. And now we have it, so it's all all religions, pretty much. We have Christianity, Jewish, Jewish Muslim, Hindu, Jain, and Buddhist. That's awesome. That's really and cool. And the idea, the idea is like, you know, when you have, if you're Greek or if you're Turkish, it doesn't I'm matter Greek, how many I'm Greek, I'm Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm My grandparents were always like, marry a Greek. You know, marry a Greek. I kill I you, my grandfather. <laughs> I didn't yeah. marry a Greek, so. <laughs> but, you know, but, yeah, that's but, cool. That's really yeah. cool because it's true. Like, there's not a lot of, like, every brand that I've built is very much so, like, culturally diversified. And then having a Christian upbringing, and then, of course, like, my grandparents and my great-grandparents were Greek Orthodox. And then, like, I went to private schools my whole life. But when I got older, like, I really explored and I studied Buddhism and I studied all different world religions. And I really became more of a universalist and, you know, really believing that we're individuals. And so since we're so, you know, each of us are so individually unique, it's awesome that you did this. That's so cool. Yeah. And you know what you said about your grandfather wanting you to be with somebody Greek, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that doesn't go away. Like, yeah. something about, like, our family is Kashmiri. We're, you know, from Indian-occupied Kashmir. We have friends who are Indian and Muslim and Persian. It doesn't matter if they're, they're third-generation, fourth-generation American right. born. They still have that desire, not everybody, but to to remain within the culture, and that's a very strong and powerful thing, and I remember, like, going on, like, seeing the Tinder app, and I remember thinking, gosh, you know, this is so random, but if there was, like, an app when I was in college on meeting other, like, you know, cultured men, who knows, I could be married right now. (laughs) Right, that's really cool. So, how is the app going? And yeah. give it out again. Go ahead and spell it again because it is spelt different and tell everyone yeah. where they could go and download it. And this is available on Android and Apple as well, right? We we are just doing it on the Apple first. It's on okay. the App Store. And okay, it's gotcha. Mingler, it's, yeah, so we're starting out on Apple. We just launched it this summer. It's called Mingler, which is M-I-N-G-L-R-R. And it's available on the App Store. And it's available in the U.S., the Canada, U.K., and India, and Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia. So we are definitely trying to make it a global thing. And, right. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I kind of look at it like if I were in college and, you know, I wanted to meet another, you know, nice kind of like Indian boy or, you know, Persian boy, I could have done it a lot easier with this. It's geolocation. So yeah. you can do it within one mile of where you're standing or the whole nation. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Congratulations on that. Now, you also have your dermatology office in New York, okay, in the Soho area, and you utilize and sell your own skincare line. So tell me how yeah. that came about and about your skincare line as well. How long have you had the practice in New York? 
you know, I don't even remember. I think 2005. <laughs> it's, like, okay. it's like every year that goes by. Like, I don't even know what year this is. It was 2014. Um, yeah, time, time <laughs> That's what happens time. when you're a boss bitch. I told I you, I love the fact that it's so refreshing to connect with someone that's building brands that's out there that's, you know, just your productivity level. I can tell you're, like, out there and you're doing it. And it's refreshing to meet a female like that because there's not a lot of women. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's rare for myself. Let me speak for myself to connect with yeah. someone that's similar to me, that's out there, that's got their, you know, different streams of income that are making things happen. Okay, so you are an MD, so you went to medical yeah. school. Okay. I am. I went to med- People hear the word dermatology and they don't assume you're a doctor. I am a physician. I went to medical school, studied at New York University. I opened my practice. And my skincare line came about because I was so tired of going to, like, the cosmetic counter, and I was really young when I finished that school. I was 24, so I'm at the cosmetic mm. counter at 24, yeah, 24 years old, being told about peptides and ceramides and oligopeptides. <laughs> you know, these women were spitting out stuff that they had memorized, but they had no concept. And I remember thinking, it sickens me that all of these, because I suffered from acne, and you can't tell now, but I had acne, I had acne scars. I had to go on 100 different antibiotics, and finally mm. I got rid of it. I got rid of it by these products. But I remember being tired and thinking to myself, all of these young girls are going to the cosmetic counters, being told all of this BS advice, yeah. and not getting results. And that really is a blow to your psyche. It's a blow to your ego. And yeah. um, I, that's why I started it. It's kind of become crazy now how many skincare brands are out there. Um, but, you know, as long as you find things that work for you, you can play with other skincare and other makeup. But you okay, need to find so let's give out the information times. so people can check it out. So it's Mir Skin, M-I-R, Skin, and is it just M-I-R-Skin.com? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, you know, I have, okay. I have my medical website, which is MirSkin.com, but everything comes from DrTabithaMir.com. So both of them will take you to the skincare line. Okay. All right. Awesome. And that's Dr. T-A-B-A-S-U-M-M-I-R.com for everybody that's yeah. listening. Check it out. And your skincare line, just like a little bit, tell me, I saw you had some like strawberry lip, uh, <laughs> lip balm <laughs> or chapstick. I was like, oh, yeah. I got to get some of that. I'm I'll obsessed with keeping my, I'm so obsessed with keeping my lips moist. I mean, since I was a kid, I always had like lipstick, like Bonnie Bell lip gloss by my, by my nightstand because I always put it on I'm like obsessed with keeping my lips nice and moist and soft and so I saw that and I was like I got to get some of that but you have everything you have everything just tell me a little bit about your skincare line like what everything you have basically everything how many products would you say you have I feel like I have like 13 or 14, but you know, that doesn't mean that one person would use 13 or 14. The idea is they're customizable to skin issue. Like if you are just needing your skin to look flawless, always and poreless, you know, you definitely need to add glycolics and salicylics to your regimen. Then there's anti-aging, which are the heavy duty ingredients. And then there's, you know, things like the lip balm, which is high antioxidants and is an amazing strawberry flavor. So the idea is, and I have a chart on my website that helps guide people. I really think that everybody leaves too many products for the yeah. skin. It's just, it ends up being a whole lot, and you don't really know what's doing what. I think three products, three key products, mm-hmm. one of which is always a sun, and, and on top of that, a sunscreen, is such an important thing. I think so like a moisturizer, tend- a cleanser, and a sunscreen, or what would you say? No, I think a sunscreen is your moisturizer for the day. Okay, and gotcha. Something like the glycolic pads because that helps 
detoxify your skin and get rid of the pollutants and the bacteria. So the 5-2 pads. Um, if you're somebody that has acne, there's um, other things that are really good, too, like the, the clear up. If you're somebody who has just a regular sun-damaged skin, there is the glycolic 10 cream. And, then, you know, like everybody has oily skin is so afraid to put stuff on it. There is a need to moisturize oily skin, which is why the ultralight sells so well. So right. I want to keep it simple. Like I don't need you to come into my office and buy 10 products, just one or two or three. Right. Well, that's awesome. And, again, they can check that out where. Give out the website again because I'm sure people are just tuning in. Yes, the website is mirskin.com. That's M-I-R-S-K-I-N.com. Okay, awesome. Now, back to the dating stuff, because doctors are always about love, sex, and relationships. And moving forward, dear, you beautiful, beautiful woman <laughs> you, you're absolutely gorgeous, and it's crazy that you're even on the market, but then I could say that about myself as well. But I was married, but, you know, that's yeah. another story. Okay, so <laughs> moving forward, what are some of the requirements or deal breakers for guys that are interested in dating you? Because I've already had, like, even some of my own clients were like, ooh, yummy, I'll take two of her. Uh, <laughs> one of, one that. of my clients actually said that today. I was like, oh, you naughty boy. But, yeah, so what are some of the requirements and some of the deal breakers? I really have to have a little spark with that person. And, and this is the thing. It doesn't mean they have to be physically what everybody considers a spark, but, you know, charming, witty, a gentleman. Good manners goes a long way with me. You know, like somebody who's a very much a gentleman, like you can tell yeah, they were open the well. door for you, pull out the chair for you. Right. You know, like listen to you when you're talking and doesn't interrupt you when you're trying to speak. And, you know, the thing about the Russian guy on the show, just his, his non-gentlemanliness came out very quickly when I was trying to go home, you know. Um, so education is huge too. Like, you know, I'm educated. I became a doctor. I need somebody who's educated also. That doesn't mean they have to also be a physician, but education goes a long way. Right. Someone else someone else who has a very I want to say successful career, and I don't think that's a bad thing to ask for because I have a successful career. Right. Um, I don't want to be anyone's sugar mama, you know. And, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I know, I know the feeling. You know? Yes, yeah, they're cute. I mean, they're cute little houseboys, and they're adorable to look at for a little while. And then it's kind of like, what are you doing with your life? Okay, you can leave now. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so exactly. I understand and what you're saying, and it's it's important, and it's really hard when you're powerful and you're, you know, and you're an overachiever, you know, and you're really productive and you've got so much going on for yourself to find someone that could kind of understand that you're busy and that you need that love and companionship, but it also can't be, like, over-demanding. What I have found in a lot of relationships is that they don't, they don't get it. Like, I'm working. I'm not cheating on you. I'm running my business. I'm, you know, it's like... And they get, like, when they don't have stuff going on for themselves and they're not productive themselves, then they kind of get intimidated, you know, when you have a a career and you're busy. So it is important that you match up correctly with someone that also is, you know, educated and has the intellectual stimulation and then also has things going on for himself and his career. Okay, so deal breakers. So deal breakers would be, give me a couple deal breakers. I'm not saying this is a 100% deal breaker, something that I would take a step back and say, hmm, not sure. If somebody has a lot of kids 
and especially if they're young, that is a huge responsibility. (laughs) It is. It's a huge responsibility, and those children need those parents. Yeah. And I don't know how I would fit into it. Because I I, I went on a date with a guy who had a two-year-old, a two-year-old boy, and, you know, you can tell that there's still a lot, and with good reason, responsibility for those children, and those children deserve that. I don't know how much of that man's time could be spent in another relationship. Um, right. And I'm not sure if that's worth it for me. Um, and you, we talked earlier about having your own thing going on. So one of the reasons it didn't work out with the British guy was that he said to me, he travels a lot, he's always out of town, he needs to make sure he's with a girl that has her own thing going on. And I realized, you know, that's a, kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, you want to be with somebody who has their own thing going on, but if he's basically telling me he's always gone, and I need to basically take care of myself, then I'm going to forget about him while he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah, I think it just really depends on the person. I think we're each individuals, and we're all looking for something else. I was, I had a long-distance relationship for six months. I just ended, and I was, something happened. He got mad because I got flowers from a client, and he got upset about it when all along I was getting cli- uh, flowers from him and clients as well, and it wasn't anything. And then he said, okay, if we're going to get back together, I need to lead you. And that's a huge thing. You know, when you're a power for woman, you don't want a man to say, okay, I'm the boss and I'm going to lead you. Like, what are we, asses and donkeys? No, we're, we're established women who are educated. So don't ever tell a powerful woman you want to lead them because I said, what am I, an ass? I don't need you to lead me. I'm not going to walk in front of you or behind you. And that age-old saying, I'm going to walk beside you. So, you know, and so it just didn't work out. And so it's difficult. It's really hard yeah. for to find the right person. But I do want to say this. I do believe that we all have our soulmate our matches, they're out there, there are great connections out there, and, you know, sometimes in life, it might happen a little later in life, it might happen to where you connect in several different areas, and then it's not completely fulfilling, but I just want to encourage you, you're absolutely gorgeous, you're very established, and I know you're going to meet the right guy, so everyone listening out there, we know that, you know, we we just know you're going to meet the right guy, you're gorgeous, and, you know, I, you. I believe, and I'm not going to set you up with anybody even though my company does matchmaking because (laughs) you said you don't want to be set up we're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back we're going to answer your questions about love sex and relationships with dr tabison mirror dr zoe today is presented by catapult enterprises catapult has proudly certified over 1,000 life coaches worldwide our one-on-one life-changing certification process takes only six weeks to complete. No matter what your career, getting certified as a Catapult Coach will improve your people skills and, more importantly, your clarity of purpose. Work anywhere, make money, and make a difference. Visit catapultent.com for more information. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com or call 1-844-LIVE-VIP today. That's 1-844-LIVE-VIP. Okay, girlie. So are you ready to help me answer some of these questions? 
I sure am. Okay, so these are from our listeners, and everyone listening, if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships, you can go right on the home screen of the Dr. Zoe Today app and click on Ask Dr. Zoe and submit your questions there, or simply go to drzoetoday.com. Okay, Kathy writes in, she put, do you believe monogamy still exists? I only want to be with one person, but it seems like old-fashioned values are extinct. What are you finding with your app and stuff like that? What do you think? I think that monogamy is um, still exists. I think that you teach people how to treat you, and if that's what you want and you're very clear about it, you might get disappointed, but if you're very clear about it and you stick to your guns, you're going to be happier in the long run. I don't see why we all have to sacrifice what we believe in because everybody else is doing it. Right, exactly. And and yes, I I can see how Kathy feels that it seems like monogamy is, you know, extinct and it doesn't exist. But there's somebody out there that feels the same way that you do. And there's somebody who was raised the right way or somebody who has strong beliefs that you can meet with and, you know, just don't give up. I would say the same thing. Just don't give up and don't sell out, definitely. Okay, Russell exactly. writes in. He put, I love women, all women. I have no specific quote-unquote type. Whenever the opportunity presents itself to sleep with a woman, it doesn't matter what they look like, I will have sex with them. No questions asked. Needless to say, I'm not a relationship material. No kidding, Russell. Um, (laughs) Problem is, these women will continue to contact me after we have sex wanting to go out. I have no interest in dating. How do I make it clear that I'm not interested in anything more than benefits without losing out on adding an extra notch in my belt, so to speak? Okay. Well, this guy sounds super, you know, mature and together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Russell, I think, you know, on the show here, we're not going to judge anyone. We try to, like, just give real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationship. If this is who you are, then be your authentic self. But I would say this. When you are, you know, getting these women to sleep with you, I would be really honest and upfront because what's going to happen is you're going to sleep with some psycho bitch and she's going to end up shooting you or something. So if you're like, if you're wishy-washy and you're promising them the moon, the sun, moon, and stars to get in their pants in the first place, and then you're just like, I'm not interested in anything else, and they keep calling you, then you're going to get yourself in trouble. So I would just say be upfront and honest. Just say I'm not, you know. Right from the beginning, I'm not interested in anything long-term. I'm just looking to hook up. And then you can just, you know, bang all the skeezy bitches you want. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he says that they keep calling him to hang out, it leads me to believe that he isn't telling them from the get-go yeah. what he really wants. Exactly. Um, he's just yeah. assuming, and you can't assume. You have to say it. Yeah, just be honest. Just be honest, Russell. There's lots of guys out there like you, and if you were more honest, it would save a lot of headaches. Okay, Stephen. Stephen writes in and says, let's say hypothetically that you're engaged. Now, let's say hypothetically, okay, Stephen, that as far as your fiancé knows, your bachelor party took place at a golf resort, and in reality, it was in Vegas. Now, let's say while in Vegas, you drank every ounce of alcohol and did every drug you could get your hands on. 
received oral sex from three different prostitutes, two of which, now you're just showing off, <laughs> two oh of which God. were at the same time and got in a fight at the casino, leaving you with a broken nose, a black eye, and multiple scrapes and bruises. Lastly, hypothetically speaking, your flight home from Vegas to your beautiful, clean-cut fiancé is in two days. How the hell do you explain what happened to you? Can I tell you what I think? I think somebody doesn't want to get married. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, it sounds that way to me, too. Or, you know, guys, they want that last hurrah before they tie the knot and all this stuff. But I bet if your fiancé knew, she would be the one that didn't want to get married. So what I would hypothetically say (laughs) is, (laughs) like, Seriously, you've got to, you're going to have to tell the truth, maybe not the whole truth because you're going to hurt her about all the the prostitutes and all this stuff, but you're going to have to be honest about some of it and you're going to have to be forthright. And you don't want to enter into a marriage if you're not ready. And it sounds like if you're getting oral sex from three different prostitutes, um, you're really not ready. You're really not ready. And if it was just this last hurrah thing, maybe put the wedding off for a while and and see if you can be honest. And um, because if you live with this lie, if you go ahead and get married and you live with the lie, you're just putting yourself in like hell because it's just going to bug the hell out of you. So, and you don't want to get married if you're not ready either. So that's what I would say. Yeah, and I kind of like I wonder what um, what this last hurrah is compared to other hurrahs he may or may not have. If this is something that's somewhat normal for him or it's completely way out of the box, it'd be something he'd do again. There's a whole behavior pattern there too. Um yeah. that, you know, only only he knows, hypothetically. <laughs> Okay, Lexington writes in, and she says, I'm the only child that comes from a wealthy family, and I'm very close to my parents. Ever since I was about 17, they've been pressuring me to date one of their friend's sons because they feel like it's an ideal match. I I admit it does look good, two powerful family names, successful individuals. He's handsome, but there's no passion, no sense of humor, or deeper substance behind his surface. I am now 26, and my parents are basically planning our wedding. I do not want to disappoint them, but my heart is telling me this isn't okay. Any advice? Um, I definitely, Lexington, like you can't do it. If you're not connected in other ways, um, you know, I mean, my great-grandparents were Greek and had an arranged marriage, but those days are over, and seriously – um, you know, you can le- learn to love him, and that's like what my great-grandmother told me is she learned to love my great-grandfather, and love was a choice every morning. But this day and age, I really don't see how this would work out. Um, if there's no deeper substance, there's no connection with this guy, you can't marry him just because your parents want you to, you will definitely, like, just not be happy. I, I don't agree with it whatsoever. I would sit down, talk to your parents, and tell them the truth about how you feel. What do you say? I mean, you also don't know what's going on in his head. The same kind of pressure she feels, he probably feels also. And I think a lot of powerful families and a lot of families in general try and do this kind of like arranged setup thing. At the end of the day, that's going to be your husband or wife. That's going to be your life. And you are going to resent your parents every day that something goes wrong and you're not happy, you're not miserable in your marriage. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, Jared writes in, he puts, my wife and I got married right out of high school and we've been together 10 years. We have three beautiful children who I adore, but my wife and I have become strangers. We haven't had sex, oh my gosh, in three years. 
hardly ever talk except for small talk about the kids. I need to rekindle my marriage. Otherwise, I'm afraid I'll be headed for divorce very soon. My parents divorced when I was a kid, and I don't want to put my own kids through that. Please help. Okay. I deal with this kind of stuff. This is pretty common. Yeah, I deal with this every day with my confidential coaching, and that's through my company, Catapult Enterprises. Um, You know, this happens all the time. It's really common, and especially the no sex. Like, believe it or not, a lot of couples, a lot of married couples aren't having sex, like barely ever, and it's really sad. Um, There's a book out there. I would say, number one, listen to Dr. Zoe today with her and encourage her to listen together and listen to some of the shows in the archives. They're a lot of fun. One in particular is 101 Nights of Great Sex, and there's a book called 101 Nights of Great Sex by Laura Korn, and what it does is it gives you exercises like how to to rekindle and how to cause that mystery and how to get the marriage back, you know, where it needs to be as far as sexually. And um, so I would suggest that. I would suggest, like, taking her out, doing, go on a vacation, get someone to watch the kids, um, romantic things, a lot of touch. Like, I think women that aren't having sex and they're just raising kids, um, I think touch. She's washing the dishes. You go up. You give her a hug. You touch her in a non-sexual way and just really start to be loving and kind and maybe that will put you know that'll put the spark back in but it sounds like you know you've got to do all of the above to to get things going what would you say dr Mary? i mean how much how much alone time do they have with each other outside of the kids how much of their yeah. time is with the kids i think that couples grow apart and look i've never been married but i see this all the time um and it ends up cheat or the divorce but take time away from the father mother role and become husband and wife and maybe see a counselor what do you think about that yeah definitely get some life coaching get some counseling um Try to spice it up and definitely spend some time alone and make your wife feel sexy. Like, you know, mom with three little kids, it's, it's you know, it's difficult for her too. make her feel sexual, like a sexual being again, and then, you know, hopefully that'll help. Okay, James writes in, he puts, my boyfriend and I have been dating for 10 months. The problem is I'm out of the closet and he's not. I'm very much... I love him very much, and I want to show him off to my friends and my family, but he is too scared of how his own family and friends will react because they're very conservative. He's beautiful and amazing. How can I help him just be himself publicly? Yeah, this is also really common, and I come across yeah. this a lot. And um, I have a lot of good friends that, they're, you know, some of them are even married, and they're gay couples, and one is, like, really not out there, and the other one is. And, um, I mean, I hear about this all the time. Or there's a couple who is so in love, and one's out and one's not. Very, very common. Um, I would just really encourage him to be his authentic self. Um, the more that he lives a lie and he has to go out and put on a, a masquerade, tell him that it's just like if he was going out there in drag. It's a mask. You know, it's not who he really is. So, you know, he's basically doing the same thing that he, you know, is not supporting but in an opposite role. He's putting on a mask and he's being the straight guy to the public and he's not. So just encourage him to be authentic in a loving way. That's what I would say. What would you say? 
it's really hard when you're kind of like the black sheep, when you come from a family who's more conservative than you are, and you know that the life you're leading, they're not always going to um, necessarily agree with everything that you do, but you have to believe that they do love you and they will believe in you, and maybe you allow them to love you by coming out. Right. You know? So. Right, I agree. But because it is it is tough, and it only is going to happen once you start making those slow moves. But sometimes we don't give our friends or our family the opportunity to show that they do love you, they do care, and you assume you already know that they're going to be disappointed or disagree with you. And you know, They might, but maybe they'll get over it. And won't you feel better for it? Okay, Tavison, we have two more questions I want to get to. Um, Jen wrote in, and she put, I'm 31 years old, and I never had an orgasm. I have no sexual desire. The thought of sex or anything sexual at all does nothing for me. I'm dating a man who's the opposite. He's very sexual, and he wants it all the time, and I hate it. It's a chore. Just the act, It's just an act to me, but I really do like him a lot. Is something wrong with me? What would you say? Um, I'll let you take this one first. The first thing I would ask is if she's on any medications. Like, there are lots of medications out there that really do diminish your libido, and that's the first thing I'd look at. The second thing I'd look at is, you know, there's a lot of guilt and society expectations and taboos on sex. And does she have, like, does she have, like, what do they call it, Catholic guilt? Does she have that sort of thing, like family guilt? Are yeah. These mental, are these mental barriers to her being able to feel um, intimate with somebody? There's probably a, some of that going on, and I would really ask her to think about that. Because if there's a medication involved, you know, think about that. If there's some kind of mental guilt situation, mm-hmm. I would probably ask her to investigate that. Because That's I do good. think it's a little, I do think it's a little bit, you know, unusual for a 31-year-old girl to not training about the orgasm, but the not wanting that intimacy, I think it stems from some, something else that's going on in her head, whether right. it's medication or a mental guilt thing. Right, right. Guilt. And I would say also you've never had an orgasm. This is something we talk a lot about, too, because it's very common with women. Uh, masturbate. I would say definitely masturbate. Get yourself a little toy. Make sure that it's something healthy. There's these glass toys, passionglass.com. I sell a product called Sex Butter. It's organic lube that's very, very safe. It's edible. It's, you know, it's just, it's completely safe. Um, I would masturbate. You need to make yourself come before anyone else is going to really make you come, and that is the truth. So you need to find out what turns you on, what stimulant, what um, what's going to make you come and have an orgasm. It's so important, Jen, that you have an orgasm by yourself first, and then going into an intimate relationship, it's definitely going to feel a lot more natural. So I would look into that as well. And then I agree with what um, Tavison said as far as, like, you know, is there some guilt going on because it says that, you know, you hate it and it's just a chore. So I would look at that stuff as well. Okay, Jasmine writes in, and Jasmine says, after having several serious relationships and realizing that I don't think there's a man out there who can really give me what I want in regards to – 
through commitment or emotional support, I'm strongly considering having a relationship with a woman. I'm not gay, and I've only had a few bisexual encounters in college, haven't we all? Well, I have. I won't speak for you, (laughs) but I want to have a companion that I can share my amazing life with who's deserving of it. I'm just not sure how to go about meeting lesbians. What would you say? I think she's kidding herself. Uh, she just says she's not a lesbian. She just says she's not gay. If she's going to start dating a lesbian woman who is a lesbian, then how fair is that to this woman who actually is a right. lesbian? You know, right. pretend that yeah. you are one. You know, I've seen that. I had a friend of mine who was dating a girl who was engaged to a man who broke up with her right before her wedding, and she was so distraught, she decided she wanted to, you know, have a relationship with a woman, and it just ended in absolute heartbreak for both girls because the one yeah. who was lesbian fell in love with her, yeah. and the one that decided to go on this lesbian relationship never really was able to. So I think it's a disaster. Yeah, I but, agree, and I definitely, Jasmine, I mean, if this is something that... I'm not going to discourage you because I do want you to be, you know, who you really are and express yourself. So I wouldn't say just jump in and get into a relationship with a lesbian. I would say maybe, you know, see if you've had those bisexual encounters, see what's really going on with you. Are you really bisexual or is it just because you're just disappointed in men? And if that's the case, there's too many women out there that do exactly what we're talking about and they go into a relationship with a woman and it doesn't work out because that person really is gay and then that just causes a lot of heartache and things like that yeah. but I would say as far as where to meet lesbians I mean um, they're you know I would say the internet they're everywhere I would let it happen organically like Tavison was happening talking about earlier now Tavison her herself has been on the singles project on Bravo and she's going to let things happen organically now so has anything hot happened in the last little while have you met anybody recently we did not uh, finish wrapping that long ago. Um, I've got a lot of my come out of the woodwork wanting me to meet different men. I've got a, I really, I mean, I can't, I mean, even on my LinkedIn, I get messages from people saying, hey, love you on the show. There's this guy in Pittsburgh I want you to meet. I'm like, well, what's Pittsburgh going to do for me, you know? I, I, I you know, um, so I have not been on any dates. I have met lots of people, but I just really haven't met anybody that I would consider dateable. Okay. Tabson, you know? any cool upcoming projects or events we should be aware of? I Yeah, there's some really cool ones. Like I, Actually, one of my other castmates, Joey Keeley, who I love and I adore. Oh, he's, he's so cute. I want to have him on this show. He's so pretty. Oh, my yeah, God, he's, he's so great. pretty. He's a pretty boy. Yeah. He is. He is. So him and I are doing, um, he's sort of like a brow expert, and I'm a dermatologist, you know, expert skincare. And um, we are doing an event together on November 5th um, at, uh, in, in Soho in my office. So I'm going to meet and greet. We can talk about different, you know, beauty questions people have. It's like an open forum. And we're going to probably do a few of those. And I've got some other things brewing that cool. I can't really, can't really discuss right now. But, you know, knock on wood, when they come through, they'll be pretty major. So, you know, Okay, I'll awesome. Stay tuned. Well, <laughs> yes, and thank you so much for being on. We'll catch up with you and have you on again. And give out your website one last time for everybody. My website is drtabasummirror.com. That's Dr. T A B A S U M 
M-I-R.com. Awesome. And all for all my naughty listeners that keep coming back for more, Dr. Zoe today, be sure to tune in next time for real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationships. <laughs>